Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fumble Episode 7. Now, I'll be honest with you, Darren Fletcher. I never thought we'd have made it to Episode 7. I thought we'd have made it to at least Episode 2, got a little bit bored, or been bunged a heck of a lot of cash. Someone would have bought the Fumble podcast. Two other people, Dick and Don, would have probably taken over, and we would be lay on sun loungers now on our own private island. If not our own private island, our own private super yacht. But no... We're still grafting. This is the Fumble, Episode 7. Darren, it's the end of the International Series for 2017! A year before we can see it again. The embers of the fire that the NFL lights in London are still glowing brightly because already there's a lot of talk, pre-announcement, about who's going to come to London next year. Only six teams haven't made it across the pond. Are we going to experience the joy of people like the Packers, the Seahawks, the Texans. Are they going to arrive in London? It looks that way. I mean, we've got to emphasise the point that we're slightly apart this week as well, aren't we? I'm in Nottingham, you're at the airport, so we sound a bit different. We both sound as though we're broadcasting through two tin cans and a piece of string. But we never give up. We are here. Uh, You're not going to get rid of us that easy. Yeah, I mean, everything points to the fact that we're going to get good teams and new teams next year. I think one thing the NFL will like to do is have a marquee game for the first one at Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium, the brand-new White Hart Lane. I think they want a big game for that one. The Philadelphia Eagles have never been. Uh, we're hearing a lot about Philadelphia, who we're going to talk about later on in the podcast after their big trade, but they're looking like one of the class teams in the NFL. I think the big one is the Packers. We'd all love to see the Patriots again. But I think there is a feeling both here and in the US as well now that what we need next year are some really big games. But you were right, weren't you? You did say to me that this was going to be the best of the lot. The Browns would come there and show some fight. For three quarters, it was a good game. So you were right. Yeah, well, I thought it would be because when you've got two teams who people turn the nose up, it just means that the players on each squad are going to graft. Not only are they grafting for the team, you would hope, but they're grafting for their jobs. They're grafting to remain employed in the NFL. And some of the players 
I won't mention any any names because I don't like throwing players under the bus. But some of the players on both those teams really are fighting to survive. And I think that's why we got a pretty decent game. I mean, apologies to the NFL community. I wasn't there, Darren. But was it as good as the three previous games? Let's not talk about the on-field action, but atmosphere and the old... Uh, the NFL circus at Twickenham. How good was it? Yeah, it was great, Vern. And, and it was it was arguably the best atmosphere of the four this year because it was, you know, a genuine game. The fact that the Browns came to play, Minnesota didn't have it all their own way. It was a game that we kind of thought, well, this could still go either way at half time. And we love an underdog, don't we? So the fact that Cleveland Browns came at 0-7, you know, the crowd inside Twickenham, if you were a neutral that day, you tended to say, well, I'm going to pull for the Browns because I want them to win. So it did actually lead to a pretty good atmosphere. There were some decent plays, plenty of points, um, and the NFL got it right. The, the teams did their bit, and the crowd, as they always do, we've got great NFL fans here in the UK. They never let anybody down, and they were great on Sunday. They really were. I've got to tell you a great story, though, mate. You'll love this. We always do some work with the alumni, as you know. Yeah. John Randall came over, that shy, retiring, romantic, softly-spoken poet, who used to play for the Minnesota Vikings. What a bundle of energy that guy is. But he told his story. He's one of the great trash talkers in the NFL. And if people were with us around the tailgate, then, then forgive me for retelling the story, but I thought it was great. So he used, to, he used to go on the internet and he used to Google players he was going to play against and find weaknesses. And then he'd go for it when, when they were on the field. So this particular day, he's up against a rookie. He didn't say what, who it was, whichever offensive lineman it was, he was a rookie. But the rookie had just bought himself a new car. So within the first few minutes of the game, Randall's in his face saying, you don't deserve that car. You need to give me the keys to that car. I'm taking that car. And all the way through the game, he was hammering the rookie about the car. So to cut <laughs> a long story short, he gets to the Pro Bowl. And it must have been a packer because Reggie White looms over John Randall at the Pro Bowl. And John said, I kind of look up in the air and uh, Reggie White said to him, John Randall, we need to speak. Yes, Reggie, said John Randall. You made that rookie cry. Sorry, Reggie. So Reggie says, we need to sit down, John Randall, and pray. So John Randall said, that's fine, Reggie, but I'm still going to need the kids' car keys. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said he was like it every time he played. He'd pick a weakness for somebody on the, the opposition. And he wouldn't let it go all the way through. And the one he disliked the most was Brett Favre. But he was great fun, John Randall, I've got to say. And the fact that we're, we're talking about the, the great, the legendary Reggie White. I mean, if Reggie White looms over you, for those guys who are new to NFL and don't really know that much about NFL history, Reggie White, just, just give him a Google. Just get on the NFL's website, nfl.com, and just type in Reggie White and look at some of the highlight reel of the one and only, the Reverend Mr. Reggie White, an absolute icon of the defensive line. Used to play for the Eagles, went to the Packers. What a player. What an absolute unit. And let's not forget, Darren, Reggie White, when he was at the Eagles, I think was a part of the best pair of defensive ends to ever play in the NFL. Jerome Brown and Reggie White. Unbelievable. I tell you what, that's a big call. That's a good call. If you think about the, the interior linemen there, Clyde Simmons and Mike Golick as well, that was a hell of a, a front four for that Buddy Ryan defense, wasn't it, in Philadelphia? But yeah, what, what, a, what a player, what a, what, a, what a person 
and you know, there aren't many people I don't think that quieten down John Randall, but Reggie White seems to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's put it out there. Uh, we're on Twitter at the Fumble. If you think there is a better pair of defensive ends to have played American football, to have played in the NFL, let us know at the Fumble. That's where we are. That's where you can always find us and send us your questions. Some of which we'll be answering a little later on yeah. in our pick six. I'm going to throw one in there straight away to kind of go against that a little bit, to give an, an option. And it was two guys we had on stage who played on either end of the line for Minnesota. Uh, two of the alumni who were here in London this week, Chris Dolman, Hall of Famer on one end, John Randall, mm -hmm. Hall of Famer on the other. So there's two straight away that you go, what a pair of defensive ends they were as well. You know, when you think two guys yeah. in London this week and they were pretty special as well. Pretty cool. So who do you think? At the fumble, that's where we are. We've had four games... Three yeah. of them were questionable. The one that we all thought would be questionable was pretty decent. If you could add one thing to the whole NFL International Series, I don't care what it is, maybe extra onions on a hot dog, maybe some free aftershave with the game program, I don't care what it is. But if there's one thing that you could probably add to that whole NFL International experience, what do you think it would be, Darren? I'd like two people to come over to the UK because I'd really like to meet them. So it's a personal thing. We get the alumni, Ray Lewis, Eric Dickerson, John Randall, you know, really, really great players, Hall of Famers, etc. I'd like the Packers to come and I'd like Brett Favre to come over and I'd like the Bears to come back and I'm desperate for Jim McMahon to come over. So if we could go oh, next year and McMahon and Favre chance. are coming over, that would be it for me. I, I, I want to meet McMahon and Favre. That is a great show because McMahon apparently tells some great stories. Some yeah. great stories about that 85 Bears team, about Mike Ditka. He'd be another good one that could possibly come over if the Bears come over. Coach Absolutely. Ditka, do you know what, yeah. do you know what I, I would like to see? Go on. I think I'd you're like, going to go for the aftershave on the programme. Yeah, the aftershave on the programme, pretty good. I think that like the, the locker room musk by, by the NFL. <laughs> or Older oh, Goodell. <laughs> Hey, we had him on the stage on Sunday, Roger Goodell, by the way. Was he in good spirits? Well, I said to the crowd, I said, listen, do yourselves a favour. Don't boo when he comes on. Because it's becoming the thing now, isn't it? Boo Roger Goodell. And I said, if you cheer him, we might get the draft, let alone another game. They might, yeah. He might be thinking, listen, this is the only place in the world I get cheered. I'm taking the lot there. They can have the draft. They can have eight games. They can have a franchise. They can have the they lot. They can have the Pro Bowl. What do they do? Boo. Straight away, I went, no, 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 no. But he was good. He was in great form. Good, good, good. Well, here's what I think would be nice. Uh, as we know, I like banging on about the London Warriors. I would possibly like to see the final of the British American Football League tied into any of the activities that are put on during an international series game. Because I think that will raise awareness to NFL fans who aren't really uh, aware that they've got a local football team or they've got let's say the London Blitz round the corner or the Tamworth Phoenix current champions or the Merseyside Nighthawks I'd or like the to Nottingham see Caesars they've got to get my boys Caesars. in yeah any of those teams I'd like to uh I'd like to the NFL to include the Brit Bowl in the festivities or if not do some kind of presentation with the the winners of the Brit Bowl or maybe just bring on some British players some young lads walk them around the sidelines Try not to have that sideline experience just for those who are dignitaries of the teams. Do you know what I mean? Open it up a little bit because you know as well as I do, we still get, we talked about it last week, we still get those butterflies. We still get that buzz 
when you walk through the tunnel where the players are going to walk out and you walk around and you see, I know it sounds really weird and nerdy, but for me, seeing the hash marks and the gridiron up close, it buzz, I get a proper buzz from that. You know, seeing the field all lined up looking crisp and beautiful and green and the wet paint, all that kind of stuff. The, the smell of the grass. And I think if we open that up to, to NFL fans, bring them a little bit closer, give maybe 100 people a walk round, maybe open it up competition-wise, I don't know. And it's something with, that Neil can do. And just br- give the experience to NFL fans, bring it closer. That's all. That's me done. I think, I think it's a really good idea. And then you could have the winners of the Brit Bowl play the Browns, because that would be quite competitive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, all joking aside, I think it's a great idea. And I, and I think they do the flag game at halftime, don't they, for the kids, which is a great experience for them. Yeah, and they get really. five minutes on the turf playing the game. But why not? I think it'd be superb to introduce the winners, make them part of the day. And, and as you say, you know, we, we made a big thing last week of the fact that our podcast had been announced on the PA system, as it was again, by the way, at the weekend. Yes! 80,000 people. But wouldn't it be great to raise awareness of the game in this country by doing that in front of all those people too? At yeah. Wembley, Twickenham, White Hart Lane, wherever it's going to be next year. So I think you're really onto something. That's a great idea. Well, ER, Darren, yeah, something just as simple as, and I've heard a whisper, it's only a whisper, Go what on. if they brought the rookie symposium to London, you know, all the rookies that have been drafted by all 32 NFL teams, what if they just put them on a plane and said, right, lads, we're going to spend a week at the Hilton Hotel outside Wembley. We're going to teach you how to be an NFL player. Conduct, blah, 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 blah. But it's going to be in London. I think that'd be pretty cool, right? You've heard a little whisper that might be happening. Just a little whisper, you know, just okay. a little you know, wink-wink that it is a possibility. Some people might be thinking about it. OK, well, that'd be great. Again, well, it, it increases it, it the value be, of the UK, doesn't it? It puts the UK on the map, you know, because they're trying to push Mexico City. They're trying to push China. So, yeah, why not give us more stuff? The more they branch out, give us more. We want, we're greedy. Give us more. more. Absolutely. Where did you get that John Motson sheepskin from? Did you not like that? I, at first, I questioned, I questioned yourself. I thought, what's he wearing? Well, then I thought, actually, quite a nice tribute to the big man. That's my best coat. That's my new coat, that, for winter. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it back then. Yeah. I, 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 you thought I was taking the piss, and I was actually trying to look cool. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you looked like Del Boy. I thought you had a load of blow-up dolls in the back of your car. <laughs> to be honest, so did somebody else in the crowd. I got that tweet. <laughs> oh, Why is Del Trotter on the sideline? No, it's my it's new, new Hugo Boss winter jacket. A little bit of sheepskin. It's got a bit of other stuff on it as well. Fur inside. All I need is the flat cap and Rodney. You could be Rodney. Oh, well, I look like Rodney. Good grief, like a beanpole. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be I, hilarious. Yeah, it did get mentioned, mate. I, I got more uh, Twitter traffic about me coat than anything else at the weekend. But I'm going to stick at yeah. it. I like it. Exactly. That's all that matters. Uh, no, then. Yes. So we're going to leave London's international series behind us. But we're going to stick with London. Our homegrown superstar, Jay is no longer basking in the Floridian sunshine on a no. sun lounger in Miami. He's up sticks. Actually, I think you might get a call, Darren, for a for a, a, a lovely coat like the one you were wearing because he's gone to Philadelphia where wintertime is Baltic. I know. It, it's the one city in the US where they boo Santa, so he better play there. He better play well there. I went to Philadelphia to watch the game when Donovan McNabb came back with Washington and played against Michael Vick and Michael Vick got injured. Me and Crossy went. And we actually ran up the Rocky Steps. So I'm pretty sure that J.H.I. might be thinking about doing that. You know, the thing is, though, I don't think this is that big a move. Everybody's gone berserk about it. But I don't think it impacts Philadelphia that much at all. And let me explain. They are a very balanced offense and they're not going to become imbalanced by having J.H.I. 
They've got LeGarrette Blunt, Wendell Smallwood. They've been running the ball okay. Now, I know Jay improves that side of the game, but they are still going to play through Carson Wentz, who's a dual-purpose quarterback. He's got good legs himself. Nelson Aguilar, Elshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, exceptional receiving options as well. They play good defense. They've got a good offensive line. I think Jay gives them quality in the backfield, but I don't think it makes Philadelphia a whole lot better simply because... I think they're damn good already. And I think the knock on him was when he came out of college, how long will the knees last? And I saw quite a few tweets from what they term NFL insiders over the last 48 hours or so, making the suggestion this is a two-fold decision by the Dolphins. One is that Adam Gase wants to clean his locker room out because he's not happy with the way the dynamic works in there, doesn't feel he's getting the effort from certain people. And the other side of it is that maybe the Dolphins medically feel that the knees of Jay aren't going to last an awful lot longer. And really, what do you get these days, Vern, when you trade a running back? Not many go in the first round. You tend to pick him up in the second or the third round. They get a fourth rounder for him. I, I didn't get quite as carried away with this particular trade as a lot of people did. I felt sorry for Dolphins fans, I'll be honest with you, because, you know, we're, we're midway through the season and I think any team that's struggling, you clutch, you hang on to your superstars. Having Jay Cutler... At quarterback, it hasn't worked. So who do you turn to? JHI, give him the ball. You get rid of him. What do Miami Dolphins fans get excited about? Because there's talk of Sue going in the winter and and Landry going as well. I know that he's London-born JHI, and we kind of hitched the wagon to him. And whenever we've had any dealings with him, he's been great. But what does that tell you about his impact? on the Dolphins' locker room if they're prepared to trade him for a fourth-round pick. Let's be honest about this, because if we were talking about any other player in the NFL, this is how we'd analyse him. We'd analyse him based on performance, and I don't think he's got a touchdown this year, and we would analyse him based on what his employer thinks about him and how highly they value him. So you've got to start looking at, at, at him and ask the question as to why the Dolphins would do this for a fourth-round pick. It looks like a win-win for him because he's going to go to the playoffs with Philadelphia and might have a decent playoff run. But you've got to ask the question legitimately as to why the Dolphins would make this move. And there has to be things going on behind the scenes there that we're not privy to. I did question his body language. I mean, I know he was at Wembley and I know that he wanted to run the rock, but he went half huffing and puffing and throwing his helmet around and waving his hands in the air and, you know, gesticulating to the to the front line of the coaches and then slumping down on the bench. Hang on a minute. Is is our JHI a bit of a diva? I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he is because he was at home. He was playing in his home hometown field, so to speak. But there's a couple of incidents as well this season where you just see him losing his rag and you think it doesn't happen that long that often in the NFL. If they've got a player like that, like you say, it's like, hang on a minute, son. There's only one man here who pulls the strings and yeah. that's the guy at the top sat in the box watching you behave like that. You know what I mean? With the purse strings. If you take the 200-yard games out that he had last year, he had an okay season. And when you factor in the fact that the Dolphins only thought he was worth a fourth rounder and there's the medical issue with a knee, you've got to kind of look at it for what it is. And and, and I'm going to be really interested to see whether he goes in there and becomes the lead back in Philly or whether it's a, a running back by committee approach with Blunt and Smallwood. You know, Carson Wentz is going to gain more responsibility for the offense as he matures. So, you know, I, I don't think it impacts the league too much. I think they're going to be good anyway. But I think there are two moves on the deadline that really do impact the league. Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers for a second-round pick. 
I think they would have all been prepared to give up a lot more than that in last summer. Now, that was the word that people were offering first-rounders and a combination of draft picks to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And let's be honest, if you can't watch Tom Brady for three years and work with Josh McDaniels for three years and not play quarterback in the NFL successfully, there's something wrong with you. So Kyle mm. Shanahan gets his quarterback for next to nothing, by the way. And the one that I think impacts this season more than any, and I think it's one to really watch now, and it really could change things, is Dwayne Brown, the left tackle of the Houston Texans, traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Seattle were in the process of getting Russell Wilson killed week after week because they got <laughs> one of the worst offensive lines in the league. But also, Vern, what does Seattle do? They play defense and they run the football when they get to the playoffs. And they couldn't run the football behind that line. They can now because they've got one of the best left tackles or the best left tackle available to trade for on the deadline in Dwayne Brownies. But I think that's the one that's going to make a genuine contender significantly stronger. I think the Seahawks are stronger with Brown than the Eagles are with Ajayi. That's just my opinion. Well, I, I think Ajayi going to the Eagles, we've talked about this many, many times, and we don't repeat ourselves that often. But I think it just gives them a little bit of extra finesse in the running game. You know, if you look at Smallwood and Blunt, Blunt is just literally a battering ram. That's all he is. But I think with adding JJ there, however, whatever condition his knees are in, you've added a finesse running back there. He's more than a one-cut back. You know what I mean? I'm just yet to be convinced this year by him. I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's not forget, Darren, he has been at the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> very good point, my friend. Yeah. Very, there's another, very good there's point. Another good trade that I thought was very interesting. If you're the Carolina Panthers, why would yeah. you get rid of why would you get rid of your star quarterbacks? main target. Why would you do that? Why would you get rid of Benjamin? And why would the Bills, well, we know why the Bills went for him, because I think the Bills are thinking that they're playoff contenders and they need to open up their armory. Yeah, yeah, that, that helps Tyrod Taylor. It helps LeSean McCoy. They, they, they play good defence, but they've got no receiving option, especially since Charles Clay, the tight end, was injured. They need that big target for Tyrod Taylor, who's not necessarily the most accurate quarterback, so the wide wingspan and height of Calvin Benjamin makes him a slightly better quarterback in a perverse way. But I think it's a really interesting one. I think it goes back to what we said again, Vern, about Jay Ajayi. Maybe you've got to look at not necessarily the on-the-field situation with Calvin Benjamin. What does it tell you about his impact around the place in Carolina? Because they don't get an awful lot back for him. They've not got a really deep receiving core. I mean, Devin Funchess now becomes the number one. And they were prepared, Vern, to make that trade with Greg Olson out injured. So their yep. best receiver is gone, yet they still felt comfortable trading Kelvin Benjamin. So maybe some of these deals, we often say they're cap-related. You know, maybe they are locker-room-related sometimes. You know, maybe yep. you look at the dynamic yep. in there and say, well, it's almost addition by subtraction sometimes. And that might be what we're seeing with these two deals. Well, it's been interesting, to say the least, the last few days with the old yeah. uh, trades. And God bless the Browns, getting more grief for yet another flop, trying to, trying to acquire a quarterback. Absolute shocker. They're trying to get what's his name from the Bengals? AJ McCarron. But but what what I read with that? Yeah, is AJ that, McCarron. And it fell yeah. through last minute. It, it was what, like what another I, fax machine incident. Let me give you some. You know, I like to give him my numbers every week. Yeah, come on, hit but, me. Hit bear, me. Bearing, in mind, bearing in mind, we were speaking about the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a really nice one, you know, because we talk about Carson Wentz and we talk about Jared Goff, those two QBs taking first and second last year. More more confirmation that unless you've got a quarterback in the NFL, don't bother. Because look at the difference that those two have made to the Rams and the Eagles this year. Carson mm. Wentz is the first 
second-year quarterback since Dan Marino in 1984 to lead his team to a 7-1 and or better record and throw 15-plus touchdown passes in the first eight games. Now, you think of how many rookies have come into the league since Marino in 84, and Carson Wentz is the first to do what he did. That shows the impact that that young man has made on the National Football League already. Wow. It shows you the importance, and like we said, the impact that a decent quarterback can make on your team. You know, I mean, how many quarterbacks are playing this year who you've never heard of before? It's yeah. ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, crazy. Where did, when did they get drafted? How, how did they sneak themselves onto these NFL rosters? Because there's a lot of nobodies out there. But you look at it, Vern, you look at Wentz. They've gone from a sub-500 team to the Super Bowl favourite in the NFC, Philadelphia, in his second year. Jared Goff's taken the Rams from a sub-500 team to a, a playoff contender in a strong division. They look like they can play with anybody. The Green Bay Packers are the favourites in the NFC. They lose Aaron Rodgers and they're a, a barn fire. There's, there's nothing happening there now for the Green Bay Packers. Unless you've got a quarterback in the league, you may as well not bother. You're not going to contend. You're not going to win. You can't be successful. You've got to go and get one. And I think there's going to be a real jockeying for position at the top of the draft next year because there's some good ones coming out. Maybe the best quarterback class that we've seen for quite some time. And they're all going to mm. be trying. But again, it goes back to what we said about the Jets a couple of weeks ago. If you're a Jets fan, you're delighted that they're competitive. You're delighted that they're winning some games. But until that franchise get themselves a quarterback, they will always be like this. You can't yeah. win that way. Josh McCown won't win for you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait there, my friend. Wait there. Josh McCown, he's going to have a worldie <laughs> of a game this weekend because Brady's on a bye. My fantasy football <laughs> team has been depleted by four players on bye weeks. I'm having a nightmare. So I, I brought in the Jets stud, the Jets superstar, who's going to wow. get me at least 25 points. Wow. You are clutching <laughs> at straws, my man. Clutching at straws. The whole of New Jersey is crying with you. Oh, man. A few more numbers for you. Most of our listeners, Vern, come from the UK, Ireland, America, and Australia. Fifth place on that list is Spain. We know we have three listeners in Indonesia, one in Guatemala, and one in El Salvador. I've always known that you were big in El Salvador. Well, I'll tell you what, that one listener must be the only person who bought 372 <laughs> Family Fortunes interactive DVDs. Got a little bit of uh, commission off them in El Salvador. <laughs> yeah, now it's funny you should say that because that's kind of just triggered my thought to something that you said to me last week. Now, rewind. And I said to you last week, because I got you the Dickerson autograph the week before. Yeah, what can I get you this week? And you said, I don't want anything. I just want you to find Harrison Smith and ask him oh, yes. Yes. whether he remembers me from your night out. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. Oh. But I know a man who could cross the out producer. Oh. So, so he met Harrison Smith and he asked the question. Do you remember a British guy called well, Vernon so and his English down. mate when uh, you were in San Francisco on a night out and you just got paid? Um, I, can't, I, I can't remember. <laughs> that was probably at the Super Bowl, I'm assuming, uh, a couple of years back. So, um, yeah, so it was a couple of years ago. I'm sure I recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, le for legal reasons, he had to say he didn't remember. <laughs> well, what he went on to say, which Crossy cut off, was that 
Bob Monkhouse was his favourite family fortune yeah. presenter yeah. too. Yeah, God bless him. <laughs> so no, oh. he can't remember. He can't yeah, remember. We were, we were very, very intoxicated. I'll be honest it with shows you. It shows it's a good night. Yeah, it was. It was. But you asked, night. you asked, mate, and we deliver. I love that. That's class. Well done, Simon. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate that. So yeah, I think it's one of those, Vern. <laughs> it, it really is. But you know what? That's not a bad thing, Darren. I'll be no. honest with you. <laughs> well, bearing in because, mind because you know the story. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Bearing in mind privately, you shared that story with me. <laughs> yeah, and that's where yeah. it's going to stay. And that's I think he, stay. I think he does remember. I just don't think he wants to say he remembers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Exactly. 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 Love that. Yes. I've got the DraftKings League results for you. Right. And it was won this week by Luke Hater. 14 team league this year, uh, this week. He was one of six players who finished above internet rich in the league. Luke's team, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Rob Gronkowski, Brandon Cooks, Alvin Kamara, and Hunter Henry. And if you get in touch with us at the Fumble on Twitter, if you want to play, Internet Rich sets the league up again every week. It can put you in. It's growing all the time. It's really good fun. And you can also go on there, DraftKings, use the promo code FUMBLE, join one of the leagues. That's great fun as well. You can go and play for free. You can also stick a few dollars down and win some prizes too. Always remember, though, to use the promo code FUMBLE, and that's the best way to get linked up to DraftKings as well. So, And your fancy issue this week was replacing Tom Brady. Uh, you've done that with Josh McCown, so we wish you well with that. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I'll tell you what, my, my plane lands Friday morning, so I'm going to get involved in this this week. I'm going to play myself. So, as Fletch said, use promo code the fumble. Just fumble, join. not the fumble. Just promo Sorry, code fumble. Just fumble. Yeah, mistake made by many. Just fumble. <laughs> uh, that's the promo code, and uh, I'm going to get involved in red. Right, pick six. Are you ready, Darren? Go. He's gone with a pick six. What merchandise did you buy or steal from Twickenham, please? I stole two hoodies for my son, Luca, and his mate, Jake. We stole two NFL mini footballs to get signed by OCU Manura and Jason Bell. And I bought Luca a Latavius Murray jersey from the club shop because he said he was going to go and support the Vikings because, like Don King, he always likes to leave with a champion. Very good, I like that. Nice. Bit of petty, yep. petty theft. Yeah, nobody knows the address, so we're okay. <laughs> uh, this one to you, mate. 
If you could have any game next season in London, what would it be? I think people will know what I'm going to say. It would be nice to have Brady back one more time uh, and watch him get a ridiculously huge reception when he steps on the hallowed turf, either at Wembley, either at White Hart Lane or either at Twickenham. We don't know where it's going to be, but it'd be nice to see Brady uh, one last time in London. And I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Seahawks. Would you? Yeah, I'd like to see the Seahawks because everyone's shouting about the Packers and you know me, innovate, don't imitate. I'd like to see the Seahawks because I think, you know, Legion of Boom are on the way out. Some players have left already. I don't think a couple of them will be there for much longer. So it'd be nice to see the Seahawks in London, definitely. I'm sorry I sound distracted. I'm, I'm just looking at a board, seeing if your plane's left without me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right for a minute. You're all right for a minute. Right. I'd, like, I'd like to see the Packers, because they're my team, and I'd like to see them play the Raiders, because I've always had a soft spot for the Raiders. Um, but I'd also like, for, for my son Luca's purposes, the Houston Texans to come over, because he's kind of taken on board the Texans as his team. So he'd like to go and see Houston. So if those... Games for me and Vern and Luca could be arranged. We would be yeah. greatly appreciative of that. I'd like to see Cam Newton in London because I think he'll soak it up like a sponge, and I think he'll he'll go one hundred percent all in on giving London some entertainment. And I think he'll really soak it up because he's that kind of character. I mean, all right, we know he's a bit miserable behind the podium. But most NFL players are. I think if you put him in front of that that London crowd. That international series hype, I think he would really, really put on a show. I really do. Do you think, as you mentioned, it was last week or the week before, do you think he's the kind of character that could get more column inches in the newspapers? Because that was a real problem for you, the fact we didn't get enough in the newspapers when the games are on. Do you think Cam is the kind of NFL figure that could come over and solve that problem? I think it is. I think it is because... We know how he dresses. He's a stylish guy. He likes to be at the forefront of, 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 of his wardrobe, let's be honest. Uh, he's quite out there. And I he's think got a he, sheepskin like me. Yeah, exactly. But I think yeah. he would love it. I think you'd see him, you know, down Bond Street or Savile Row. They'd get a tailor to suit him up, suited and booted. The odd photo shoot. He is a superstar in the NFL. Yeah. Let's not forget that. He's a bit moody, yeah. But he is a superstar. He's one of those guys that you really root for when you see him play. I don't think there's been an NFL... I don't think there's been a quarterback in NFL history who really should be a defensive end. He would be unstoppable. Yeah, I'd like to see him over too. I think that's a good shout, that. Right, you ready, Fletch? I am. Who was meeting Asmir Begovic at Twickenham, Darren? It was great. The Bournemouth goalkeeper, huge, huge NFL fan. And he, he said, whenever we want him, he'll come on the podcast with us and have a chat about the NFL, which is going to be great. Really? Premier League goalkeeper. Yeah, he's got his own podcast as well called Season of Sports. And I did a piece on the sidelines with him talking about the NFL. And he used to play. He was in Canada for a period of time, asked me. So he played the game, really passionate about it. He's a Patriots fan. He's got some great opinions. Um, and it was like the goalkeepers' union at Twickenham last week. Jack Butland was there, the Stoke goalkeeper. Thibaut Courtois, the Chelsea goalkeeper. And Asmir Begovic, the Bournemouth goalkeeper. So great to meet Asmir. He's a lovely guy, one of the nicest players in the Premier League. And one of these weeks, we will uh, get him on the phone and get him to come on and have a chat with us about his love of the gridiron, just like we are. He's a huge, huge fan. Uh, so that's going to be great to get him on. Well, here now, you go, Darren. Just as we're waiting for the plane, hang on. Amber and Phoebe are going to say hi. Say hi. Phoebe's been enjoying the International Series. Isn't that right, Phoebe? Yes, definitely. Right, just quickly tell everyone why you like the NFL and the International Series in those games. Just quickly. The atmosphere, definitely. I mean, everyone's so into it. And you just kind of feel like you're at home because like, yes, come on, we can do this. There you go. Simple as that. All of a sudden, you've taken a step down the broadcasting ladder in your own family. 
Phoebe <laughs> has just gone above you. I know, I know, ridiculous, she, right? Where, where, that, where does she get? Where does she get it from? <laughs> I've no idea. Where does she get that accent from? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, I know. I tell you what, as well, me and Phoebe have got something in common. She stole a ball in an, at an earlier game, so she's also yes. whipped some merchandise yes. away. So I'm really pleased she's come on. Let's move on. Let's move on. If you could watch just one more game in your life. Where would it be? Which two current teams would you match up and who would win? Oh, man. I say not necessarily current. Any team you could... If you could put a fictitious game together, what would it be? That's superb. I would have... Oh, my gosh. Hang on. This is going to take time, right? Uh, this is. Let's open this one up to uh, uh, all the footballites. I've got one. I've got one. I, I've got so, my defence. So, I'm going to say Steelers, just right. to see... The Steel Curtain, because yeah. I think they were uh, at the forefront of ridiculous defences in NFL history. Absolutely yeah. awesome. And I would love to have seen either McMahon and the Bears' offence with Walter Payton. Yeah. Or, or I would have loved to have seen maybe Dan Marino. Because I think for British fans, we hold Dan Marino close to our hearts. Because in the late 80s, everyone had a Marino 13 shirt. And I never got to, to watch him play live. I never saw that many Dolphins games when he was the quarterback of Miami. So I think Dan Marino, Dolphins, Steel Curtain, Steelers. I'm going to go 85 Bears against John Madden's Raiders. Oh, yes! I, I want to see. I want to see who the baddest dudes on the planet were. And I that think McMahon and Stabler... See, McMahon and Stabler would have been out on the Raz on the Saturday night before the Sunday game. Definitely. Dicker against Madden. And then, you imagine that? That, that some of the hitting that you'd see, Jack oh. Tatum, George Atkinson, Mike Insane. Singletary. I'd Insane. like that one. I'll give you that. I'll give you that hands down. That is a good, good shout. I would have loved to have seen that 2001-2002 Ravens defence. Wow, you know, where, yeah. where, where they conceded no more than 13 points. What about them against a peak Patriots offense under Brady? There's a matchup, yeah. That is an awesome matchup. But which Patriots offense do you go for? I mean, they've won, they've been to how many? Seven of the damn things, yeah. won five of them. So which one do you choose? What about Montana's 49ers with Jerry Rice, etc., against that steel curtain defense? Yeah, or crazy. against the Ravens defense? <laughs> Could Montana have got points against Ray Lewis? Wow. Here's another question for you, Darren. This NFL season, yeah. apart from the Eagles, yeah. is pretty open. Yeah. Do you think this generation of NFL teams, do you think any of them will become legendary in the next five years? Oh, wow. Because there's a few teams that have superstars, yeah. individuals, but there's not many teams that have a group of players that come together and be as dominant as those Ravens, those Bears, that 49ers offense. Do you know what I mean? The Patriots of old. Is there a I, team in the league who can match those teams? I think to be an iconic team, you need a combination of great quarterback and great head coach to be a genuinely iconic team. Just kind of go back through the years. You know, Lombardi's Packers had Bart Starr. The Steelers had Terry Bradshaw. 49ers had Joe Montana. You're talking Bill Walsh, Chuck Knoll, Vince Lombardi. You're talking Tom Landry and Roger Staubach with the Dallas Cowboys. Now you're talking Belichick and Brady. 
Mm. I think if you're looking at the current crop, I don't really see that coach-quarterback combination at this it's just stage. That, the one, it's just that Patriots team. The one that might have a chance, and it's a long shot, and it, it depends more on the on the, the player than the coach, I think. I think a lot's expected of Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, who's, what, 32? I think yeah. the feeling is that he could turn out to be the next great long-term NFL coach. So if Jared Goff could go with him, and they're in L.A., and they've got the bright lights, and they've got the quarterback, the coach, etc. maybe. But I look at some of the other ones, and the other one might well be Kyle Shanahan. If Jimmy Garoppolo turns out to be the second coming of Tom Brady, maybe they've got an opportunity. But at the moment, I think the NFL is so open. There's so much parity. It's, it's getting more and more difficult to ever be an iconic team because to win from one year to the next is nigh on impossible. I mean, look at the Atlanta Falcons. They've gone from blowing the Patriots out in the third quarter of the Super Bowl to being in genuine danger this year and not making the playoffs. I know, and insane. they looked last year, Vern, like they got everything. Aggressive yep. young defense, quarterback, coach, um, wide receiver. They've got a running game, a great offensive line. You couldn't find a weakness for Atlanta, but they're now in real danger of not winning their division, not making the playoffs. So to actually win season on season, never mind about being iconic, is nigh on impossible. Yeah, it's mad, that, isn't I it? Think. I think. Imagine Sean McVay, what, 32? Yeah. He could be the head coach of that team for another 35 years. Exactly. And still uh, not be as yeah. old as no. Bill Belichick. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's what you need. It's that longevity, isn't it? Belichick, you know, got the job at a good time. Last one to you then, Rich Mantle on Twitter. Ultimate game day food. Oh, mate. I'm, this is going to be selfish, but... Go on. but Selfish between me, you, and our, and our Fumble subscribers because we've been to Super Bowls. And I think at a Super Bowl, you can have literally whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. And I think that's one thing that American sports do proper. <laughs> Are you going back to the night with Harrison Smith? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, but I think... <laughs> I think <laughs> let's move on from that, please. The memories. Uh, I think... <laughs> It's got to be some kind of chili dog because yes. I don't have chili dogs at home, you know, with the chili smothered over a hot dog, over the fries with all the cheese and the jalapenos and all that kind of stuff. A real carb fest. I'm really basic. I'm a hot dog guy. I'm, I'm at the ball game, whether I go and watch the baseball or the NFL, I'm just a hot dog fan. I like hot dogs. I like the little chopped onions. I like the, the green pickle you know, the mustard and the ketchup, and I could just eat them till the cows come home. So I'm a, I'm just a basic hot dog guy. Wash it all down with a few brewskis and you're all right. I was yes. on the I was on the Jumbotron at the old Yankee Stadium once on a stag do, dressed in a Bolton Wanderers full kit. In Bolton Wanderers away kit, 12 lads ended up stood on the bullpen doing YMCA with a hot dog in one hand and a can of Bud Light in the other. Then after the game, a stereotypical New Yorker in short, short denim shorts, like I'm talking, you can see the bottom of his butt cheeks, Right. Uh, cut jeans, came over and said, hey, are you the dancing guy? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, why did you get off the bullpen, man? We were enjoying that. I said, well, someone told me to get off and move. He went, next time someone in New, in New York tells you to get off and move, you tell them to go F themselves and the horse they rode in on. <laughs> and then he went to teach the year four children for the afternoon exactly. mathematics. Exactly. That's the two-minute warning. I'm on, I'm on last call. Aeroplane is about to depart. 
two-minute warning, Darren. Here we go. Who's going to make the playoffs? Okay, division winners. I'm going New England, uh, Houston, Kansas City, the Steelers in the AFC. NFC, I'm going Minnesota, Philadelphia, the Saints, and the Rams. Wild cards, I'm going to go uh, Seattle. And just because I'm romantic, the Packers are going to hang in there for me. In the <laughs> AFC, I'm going to go wild cards. The oh, the Raiders are going to have a late run. They're going to get in. I was going to go yeah. Raiders. And I'm going to go... Oh, the Buffalo Bills. Now they've got Kelvin Benjamin. There's a bit of romance for you. Well, I, I was squeezing the Panthers, and then we're pretty much the same. Oh, wait. Season MVP. Fire away. Oh, oh I'm going to go Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. If they get to the playoffs and win the division, the way he's playing at the minute, I think he'll get it. I'm going to say Tom Brady. He's putting up decent numbers. He's at uh, the end of his career. I think there's a lot of love for him, even though there's also a lot of hate for him, but that's just because people are jealous because he's the greatest of all time. I think if he continues on the way that he's going, and if he can get this struggling New England Patriots team into the playoffs, never mind the Super Bowl, into the playoffs, Tom Brady will be season MVP. Who leads the league in rushing this year, Vern? Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, your man at the Rams. Todd Gurley. Yeah, Todd Gurley. I was going to say the same. That offense is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and better. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm tempted to go Kareem Hunt at Kansas City, but I think Gurley ultimately over the course of 16 games is going to do it. Oh, ah. Todd. Hey, I tell you what, let's do stats next week, Darren, because that's okay. interesting. Yes, there's loads we can do. There's loads we can do, there really are. Well, listen, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to everyone who's subscribed and reviewed. We really appreciate it. Darren, have a cracking week, my friend. Don't forget to pick up your duty-free when you walk down the, the, the little entrance bit, the little ramp. It's on your right where they stick the push chairs in the right, sealed okay. bag. I'll get you a new bottle of Blue Stratos. Thank you very much. Ode lineman, <laughs> I'd like, please. Yeah. All right, this has been a Shooting Shark production. Thank you very much for listening. Darren, it's been a pleasure as always. See you next week. Adios, people. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.